Um, quick. So it's, it's just a quick question. Yes. Um, if you wanted to be good for smog, right later, mm-hmm. right? We're gonna. Uh, and you were switching exhaust systems. Yes. And I'm doing full exhaust, which gets rid of the cat. The cat. Yes. Um, would you do like a like a simple defeat device that you just plug in, or would you do an ECU swap? That gives you the advantages of a, you know, a tune to give you a little more power, and I could even get rid of the like secondary air pump. Mm. But uh, can you tune your Vanos to be at a to click over at a different uh, um, RPM with the tune? Yeah, you could. So th- I've done that in the past. Yeah, and I liked it, and I could do it with the S two thousand. But I'm not going to because I want it to be how Honda designed it. Right. Um, so to your point, to your question, I would do the the chip rather than just the, like the O2 f- like uh, sensor delete or like sensor like faking or yeah. whatever. Although that's cheaper, obviously, right? It's cheaper for sure, but only by like 150 bucks. Because exhaust is only audio gains, really, right? And like not six, if, not if you're doing full exhaust. Oh, how many horsepower do you gain if it's with tune? Like twenty. Eight. Oh, okay. Oh eight. no, the tune, the tune will give you like an extra bit, like right? Twenty five. Yeah. But if you're it, just the exhaust, if you do the full exhaust, you're mm-hmm. probably talking about an eight horsepower boost. But it's oh, more okay. so. How the torque, how the torque comes on when it comes. Yeah, because right? the, right. the the S fifty two, which is the engine in the E thirty six M three, it's choked from the factory. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. If, so really, anytime you're adding anything to make it breathe better, mm-hmm. it's going to give you more power. Big gains is what you're saying. Yeah, significant. I see. So header also or head yeah. header. Yeah. I wouldn't do header. No. No, because it's hard. Like it's harder to go back to smog, right? Because then I'm. It's more work. It's way but more it's work. It's way, way you, more work. Is it hard to get to the, the header for the um, your it's engine? It's not super hard. It's to a get it's an inline six though, so yeah. it's kind of a bitch. It's right? a little bit of a bitch, and like the bolts are old. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. it's just it's a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have to be one hundred percent sure that I would never street drive it. Ah, to yeah. go header also. Yeah, to go header. Because yeah, cat, I lose that cat. So you're keeping the exhaust if you, your stock exhaust. Oh, I would keep it. Yeah, to, you know, to to smog it. Mm, well, if, right. if I if you know, then I mean, it's not really worth much if I decide to sell it. So yes, right, right, right. Might as well I'd rather keep it. keep it and then keep you know keep it registered as long as I can for whatever reason. Even Just that, in case. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, right? but yeah. that car has never been on the street. I mean, it hasn't been on the street in a long time. So yeah. So to I to answer your question, I would definitely do the the chip. That it's makes a little sense. bit more. You could probably resell it anyways later. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Because and it would help me if I got an engine swap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So so that's probably what I'll go with. And with that, welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I am Randy. And on today's episode, of course, we're covering your headlines. Uh, we've got a few other things we're going to cover on the episode. Uh, we're going to go fight function and form mm-hmm. with some new kicks yes we're gonna go through the marriage of track and party which yeah. i'm just gonna leave that there mm-hmm. and a 91 octane psa the one-way car guru and we'll explain that as we get there but first let's start with some headlines um so i complain about taxes a lot yep 
Uh, and I recently discovered something that's giving me a, a different perspective. Okay. So there's this uh, a a brand new YouTuber actually. He's got like 13 subscribers mm-hmm. from Singapore. His name is Kuma Karuma. Okay. Probably messing that up, but Indian dude. His video was titled uh, "World's Most Expensive Country to Own a Car," and we already knew yeah. s- that Singapore is this. But I had no idea how bad it actually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it costs $154,000 to own a Toyota Prius. Really? Out there, yes. That much? That much. Okay. And so he bought a VW. Um, it's a Singapore brand, but it's kind of like a, not the Jetta, but what the one the one above that is. It probably uh, is the Jetta equivalent, to be uh, honest. Uh-huh. And uh, he asked in a forum, he's like, how much do you guys pay for, for this car? Uh, and everybody's like, you know, 14K, 12K, around there. And he paid $63,000. Yeah, yeah. And that blew my mind. So I was like, man, I need to know the breakdown of this. So he goes on and breaks it down. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first is the cost of the car, which we refer to as the open market value, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the value that they use to uh, apply all the taxes to. Okay. So you start with the f- current value of the car. Then there's an excise tax mm-hmm. of 20%. Okay. Right. On top of that value that you have to pay. Mm-hmm. Then there's a goods and services tax. Right. Mm-hmm. That is a tax on a tax. <laughs> so they take uh-huh. 7% of the open market value. Mm-hmm. Plus they tax the excise tax. Nice. And I'm like this, this. So there's seven percent on top of that. Then there's an additional registration fee. Yes. Get this. That is a hundred percent of the value of the car. Of the value of the car. Fair enough. Up to twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Anything over twenty thousand dollars and between fifty thousand is a hundred and forty percent. Nice. Of the oh. value of the car. <laughs> nice. And anything beyond fifty thousand is a hundred and eighty percent. So you gotta be richy rich, dude. Crazy rich be Asian. Balling. Yeah. Falling in Singapore. Yeah. On top of that. Okay. In order to even drive the car, Mm -hmm. you need a certificate of of entitlement. And this one is the one that blew my mind the most. Okay. Not only the cost, right? If there's two categories for cars, there's more than that, but two for cars, there's an under 1.6 liter and there's an over 1.6. Right. Currently, the under 1.6 liter is $48,000 to get a certificate to drive the car. And over 1.6 liter is $60,000. Wow. And the worst part is that there's a limited amount of certificates. Yes. So there, it's an auction bidding process. Mm-hmm. So at any given day, it can be $3,000 more or $3,000 yeah. less. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wh- why would anyone own cars in Singapore? And a lot of people do. Yeah. He goes on to say that some people own cars just for the status of it. Oh, interesting. Like they don't even want to drive, but the the like people know how much you spend on this to have a car. So it's a sort of a status thing. That's crazy because I, if you remember I sent you a photo of a in dark, so you that's why you didn't use it probably. Yeah. An R thirty five. Yes. A fixed up one yeah. in Singapore. Yeah. And I mean I, there's gotta be ways around this stuff. Not in Singapore, dude. No. No, hell no. Yeah, they they really put their dollars to to use. Well, the main thing is is two things for that country. A, like their public transport is amazing. Right. Okay. 
the the uh, the stations are air conditioned. Okay. So I don't know if you've been to any other city here in the states where like a subway or a train ever been on one. They might have like fans with misters, you know, like yes, like if you're flags. lucky, yes, yeah, a yeah. thousand percent, just but like you know, L.A., just like L.A.'s. Right, right. They're outdoors, rain or shine, snow, sleet, hail. You're fucking under that shit. Oh, for sure, yeah. Right, if it's outdoors, if it, it's underground. Good luck having AC. Oh no, yeah, you're S- you're sharing rat air. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, the flooring and the walls are granite. Or marble, one oh, of the two. In Singapore. In Singapore stations. Most of them, not all. Okay. Most of them. Damn. Yes. So that's where all that money goes. Yes. So it's all an infrastructure Damn. for public transport. Right. It's an amazing country. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, It's very socialist strong. Okay. But because it's small, it seems like it works. To be honest with right. you. Right. Yeah. Their system. Yeah. Not like here. I don't think it could. They could pull it off. They are a melting pot of of countries too. So it's not like a single yeah, there's, ethnic there's group. There's too many idiots here to make it pull to pull it off. That yeah, and we're like super hardcore freedom lovers. Yeah, and so I, I mean, yeah, I guess that that does impose on driving freedoms. Yes, yeah, totally. So this that's why it uh, it conflicts a lot with socialist aspects. Yeah, of a of a government, but yeah, they um yeah they discourage owning a car. Because it's a tiny island. Yeah. So if they were overrun, it'd be the Philippines, which is like, you know, <laughs> six hours of traffic for five miles. So no tuk-tuks in uh, No, tuk- in no jeepneys. No, yeah, none of that. It's, although we did have Uber when we were there. In Singapore. So we used it once or twice, but I didn't really talk to the guy. Is it expensive? Is It It was standard pricing. It's really? Yes. Yeah, because only cars are so expensive. I don't know how they would make any money if, if they were charging the same prices. I think here. what it was, it was his opportunity to drive the car, if I recall correctly. Or maybe there are exceptions if you are an Uber. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. Huh? Yeah, it's more about like just because he didn't have a reason to drive the car because trains, bus stations could get him anywhere faster. Damn. So why almost have it other than the floss status yeah like said. but i did see a fair amount of cars so i, I don't know maybe that i mean there has to be there's a lot because it's socialist they probably have a lot of money over there right everyone everyone's paid a fair a fair wage decent wage yeah, yeah even uh like domestic help is paid decently yeah i mean unions are a thing whenever there's you know socialism around i mean so. their airport is freaking amazing if you haven't seen it there's like oh, gardens so in there sense. so even though those numbers seem astronomical to us mm-hmm. i mean this guy was like a young kid he's probably like early 20s yeah and he's able to pay 60k for a car they, so they might be doing okay paid decently yeah i mean mm-hmm. like if we break down all these different taxes to see what it actually means in a car let's buy a vw golf in right. singapore right right it's thirteen thousand dollars thirteen five hundred right okay. a base golf excise tax Twenty six hundred dollars. The GST eleven hundred dollars. The additional registration fee thirteen thousand dollars and a certificate of entitlement, which puts him in the cheaper category. Woohoo. Yeah. Forty eight thousand dollars for a grand total of seventy nine thousand dollars. I mean, he doesn't pay it all at once. I don't think. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there has to be a payment plan for some. Yes. That's crazy. Right. That's nuts, man. That is nuts. A Porsche Taycan S is six hundred and seven thousand dollars. Yeah. That's before options. Right. And, And options are taxed the same. 
Mm. So wow, jeez! Like if you saw, you saw some pretty dope cars out there. Ferrari is like at know? the best. Uh, the Sands Casino, hundred thousand dollar car is gonna cost you half a million in Singapore. That's crazy. That's nuts, yes. man. Wow, that really changes my mindset on that seeing that Ferrari. So it really, it really changes my perspective here too. Oh right, like how free we are. Uh, the market. We're allowed to have a market where we can buy cars at the Yeah, lowest. no, not so much. So now instead of bitching about our taxes, I'm okay. a bitch about everyone's taxes. Right. You know? right. Yeah, oh, yeah, we have it good, dude. You know, uh, we, no, Although we, – we do, I mean, we have mm, – I don't know. Well, it, it comes – At least they're investing their money in infrastructure. Where does our tax money go to pay for shitty government officials doing nothing? And again, Singapore's the exception because it doesn't seem like there's corruption there. Whereas a country – like a city like a Hong Kong – with triads or you know japan you know like honestly i don't it does i don't get a sense that the people are unhappy about uh corruption in singapore yeah you don't really hear that so to your point yes their money yeah. is definitely going into infrastructure the right they places. see yeah because you see an amazing airport world class the top of the line airport in the world yeah there's um, no reason we can't have there isn't, uh, but there's greedy motherfuckers over here, yeah, or something. Dude. There's something about it that they can do in Singapore that they well, they do yeah, cane well, their people. Do they? <laughs> they do. They still do. So I know plenty of people here that need to get caned. Oh yeah, hell yeah. But um, do they have an army? I don't think they have a military. Yeah, that that kind of that explains a lot too there. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're not a war mongering nation. Yeah, I mean, why who would they go to war? With? They only they have five point seven million people total, so yeah, they can't be going to war. They with. get their ass kicked in a heartbeat. Yeah, and so. they don't have a lot of assets that people would fight them for. That's true. They they just have they're on a rock. They live on a rock. Yeah, so they don't have any natural resources that people would want to take advantage Makes of. Makes sense. Oh yeah, they're, they're just yeah. a trading hub. They're strictly that's, a trading that's hub. The key if you, mm -hmm. they, if they had oil. If they had we, oil, we'd be over there if they had, you know, any valuable mineral or anything, people would be all over them. But yeah. that's not the case. I need to go to Singapore. You do, dude. But uh, teleportation needs to be invented. I keep saying <laughs> that, man. It's the farthest place to go. Yeah, so good dude, luck. Yeah. I Longest mean, like, of flight. If I'm going to there, I might as well take like three months off and like go and just hop bang around everything out. Mm -hmm. and yes. Then, and then come back home. Yep. Yes. Make it a little easier to manage. But anyway, let's get into our next headline. So California has a, officially become our new neighbor, Karen. Okay. I'm sure you heard about this. New neighbor, Karen. So they are saying that the Porsche uh, oh, 911 GT3 is too loud. In manual, In right? Manual. In, In manual. In manual yes. specifically. Plucking at our or actually stabbing our hearts. Yeah, you know what's surprising about that is that's a rich people like restriction. You know that's a good point. That's a good point. And they're, we have a lot of rich people here. Yeah, they're hurting the rich people. Right. But also, do we have a lot of rich people enthusiasts? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where my you head know, went immediately they'll, they'll after. Prob it's we, like they're probably like just driving their Porsches to work, so they're gonna want the automatics. Right. And right. so I was like, what? And that, so at first I was like, how does that even work? And so one of the tests uh, that California does that they have to pass is uh, designed to generate the highest noise level consistent with urban driving. Okay. Right. So what they do is at any specific gear, depending on the power of the car, they run the car uh, to the top of that gear as high as it can go, and they measure that noise level, and if it's above a certain point, 
it doesn't pass. Hmm. So what happens with the automatics is that they shift earlier. Oh, right. Okay. Whereas yeah. the, the the stick manual. shift, the manual, yeah. they're in third gear, bombing out all the way to red line. Right. So they make more noise. So those didn't pass. My, and uh, that kind of makes me feel like I'm in Catholic school again. Yeah. That, what do you like? What do you mean? Just dumb rules. Oh, for sure. Dumb rules. For sure. I mean it. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Some people are arguing. It's like, well, there's a ton of aftermarket manufacturers that make exhaust and make cars louder. What about them? Which is not an argument I want to use. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, don't yeah. don't bring heat on my people. Yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like, do not use that. And then there's yeah. the other camp that's saying, okay, well, Porsche should do something about that. But it's it's just California. Even though California is a pretty major consumer of Porsches, correct? From what we see on the street, yes. I would say a more. What's the percentage that are stick shift, right? A thousand percent. True. In general, like stick less shift than is 10%? like less than ten percent in general. Yes. Now let's just reduce that to Porsches. Right. Right. It's probably gonna be two percent. Yeah. Percent. Brand new Porsche purchases. Oh yeah. It's got to be super low. So anyone who reserved or bought one with a manual has to either switch to the uh, PDK transmission mm. or look somewhere else for a car. That is so dumb. Yeah, dude, that sucks, man. But it'll increase the value of the GT3 manual. Uh, but I don't want it to. I want to. I want to afford oh, one. Yeah, I know. You know what yes, I mean? Like, that's true. I'd be talking this way if we owned them, but yeah. we don't own them. Yeah, we definitely don't. So that kind of sucks for California. But I mean, this is sort of a trend here. Yeah, it's annoying because it's like, really, it's not gonna make a big impact. You know, environmentally. Oh, so here's the thing. It's like I think it's rich people fighting with rich people. Okay. I mean, it has to be. Let's look at uh, let's look at John Wayne Airport in Norwich County. Yeah. Okay. They have noise restrictions because of all the rich people that live around them. Sure. Right. We don't hear that in LAX. Definitely true. Because definitely the ghetto around LAX. Yes. Yes. Um, Same with Laguna Seca. Right? Yes, there's even talks about losing Laguna Seca. Is there really? Yeah, because of the the, the noise. Everyone uh, com- outside complains about the noise. Oh god, that's why there's a restriction about the noise level there too. Yes, and so in this case, now we've got the noise complaining Karens, you know, rich people fighting the enthusiasts, rich people. Ooh, I wonder who will win. Yeah, I could, well, of course, the rich people want the rich noise, Karen, noisy Karens one because, mm. I mean, they can't sell the car. So you, do you think anybody's going to push back and sue the state because they want their GT3 and they want the freedom to buy their GT3 with a manual? I think they will because of what you pointed out, that these are affluent people that are yeah. buying these cars. Yeah, I think there's going to be a challenge here. I think there should be. I don't know that Porsche will, but correct. There might be right. individual buyers. Right. Or they'll just be like, fuck it, I'll just get the automatic. Or they'll buy it out of state, register it out of state, and drive it around here. Ah, that's not going to – doesn't fly it, here. It's a bitch to do, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to talk to somebody who does that. Yeah. Uh, I know we briefly talked to Gary King when he was on the show. Yeah. Um, about his About his situation. But, you know, they can't share too much on the mics. Right. And that's when we were talking the most. Because I got caught, remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to bring I, up. Like, yeah. you got caught pretty quickly. A year. It took a year. Which I would consider quick. Yeah, that is definitely quick. You know, quick. like, if I own a car for a year, that's not enough to have fun. Yes. It, you know, I want to yes. enjoy it a little longer. That's true. But Very I see true. guys with, like, 
you know, Houston plate or Texas plates, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Florida plates. Yes. And there and it's just year over year. I see the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you guys doing there? Right. Um, but I, we got to figure it out. So maybe that. But I, I think a normal Porsche owner would not want to jump through those hoops. OK. You know, that's more of an enthusiast grind. Definitely. You know, definitely. I think so. But let's yes. get into our next headline. So you think gas prices are high now. Everyone is complaining. Everyone is posting on their stories. Are they really? Uh, they're, I mean, they're at, like, I filled up at 440 for 91 for Octane. Okay. Yeah, which is higher. Mm-hmm. But it, that was, this, it's sort of in line where we were expecting because of COVID. Yes. Right? Yeah. But everyone's posting in their stories. Oh, my God, I'm paying this much for gas or whatever. Stop driving. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But... I think that because of EV and the way things are going, we're going to have to get used to these prices climbing. And in this case, I'm noticing a trend. So Koenigsegg has jumped on the the experimental fuel uh, wagon, mm-hmm. and they're experimenting with volcano fuel. Volcano fuel? Volcano fuel. Okay. Of course Koenigsegg wouldn't sure. know, do this the easy way, yeah. right? So there's technology that's been invented in Iceland that they're now supporting mm. where they uh, cap CO2 emittance mm-hmm. from the volcanoes yes. to essentially farm methanol. Okay. But they're calling it Vulcanol. Okay. Okay. Which I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Vulcanol. <laughs> sounds exotic. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea is that they use this methanol to then power plants that refine fuels automotive fuels Mm. and fuels for ships that carry that uh fuel to america to asia to wherever to offset the co2 emissions right okay so now we're looking if we look at the whole workflow right Mm -hmm. using our lingo if we look at the whole workflow we've got koenigsegg now farming vulcanol Mm -hmm. to uh, power the plants that are refining fuels for cars okay and those fuels are being developed by porsche Yes. So the players that are developing fuels for us to keep our ice engines mm-hmm. are all the baller ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Thus the expensive Thus gas. Thus the expensive gas. Mm. I'm noticing that, you know, these are the only all the other smaller manufacturers are investing in EV. Yes. They're not gonna waste their time with all these alternative fuels. Because it's exotic as fuck. It's exotic. It's gonna be a small market item. Yes. Koenigsegg sold what, like thirty five cars last right, year? Right. Like, like right, that's right, how right. they make their business. Mm-hmm. Porsche mm-hmm. obviously is a higher volume, but mm-hmm. still a high high status vehicle as we just spoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like if we get to keep our race cars, I'm gonna be putting like ten dollars, fifteen dollars a gallon, gallon. like fuel into my shit box you know yeah i recently had this thought i I wonder where where will it go where we're just like i'm done okay well is there a limit that you have like dollar per gallon wise where you're like you know what i'm sorry ice i can't i think the question would be this is a good question that mm. you brought up think the question because i don't think about the gas that i put in the car when i go to the track now Right. Even at this rate, even at 440, I don't like I don't calculate it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just kind of like it's it's price of admission that you just have to pay it. Mm -hmm. So the question is, at what point would I start noticing? Yeah. The gas that I'm putting into the car. And I mean, let's say 10 gallons burnt off the track on a track day. Yeah. Which is probably on the higher end for my car. Right. For the 36. For the 36. Mm hmm. 
Ah, I mean, probably ten dollars a gallon if you're spending a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know right. that's uh, right. I think it would be once the the value of the gas starts exceeding the price of the track day. Okay, okay. Which can range anywhere from one twenty to two hundred bucks, depending right. on where you're going. Uh. Which which is probably you know ten dollars, twelve dollars a gallon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's when you're probably thinking about. That's when you're gonna start thinking about it. Yes. But at what point do you draw the line and give up your ice and vehicles. give up the hobby? Yeah. Or, or, the, or, or the hobby. Yeah. Or, yeah, I guess you move into racing or tracking EV. Right. So I think you, what you would have to do and probably what I would do mm -hmm. is um, measure the cost of doing an EV conversion. Uh, <laughs> once it exceeds the value uh, in ev conversion you just ev convert there, it. yeah you just ev convert it that i think that's I gonna see. be it right i mean you know sorry to the guys that are married to ice yeah but at this point like i would i would keep the s52 in there as long as i could mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. if you know going to the track is costing me more in gas than anything else mm -hmm. It's time to make a choice. Yes. You know, it's time to make a decision. Hmm. I think that's how I'd measure it. That makes a lot of sense. Right. I would say. Yeah. But so your everyday vehicle, though, is there a breaking point for gas? And you're like, Fuck I mean, all this? it's kind of already there. You think so? I think it's already like like it. Even though we're the, at 40 the, miles a gallon for our cars, the price of the gas doesn't matter at this point for that for like a home car. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. a daily driver. Mm -hmm. It just makes so much more sense. To have an EV car at home, yeah. Well, and for then, us Californians, for right? us Californians, like yeah. if I didn't, if I didn't, if I didn't have the truck, which is basically brand new for me, mm -hmm. um, and I was shopping a car right now, I'd be shopping an EV. You would, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm like my my, of course, my have my fun cars, my weekend car, my race car. Yeah. Those are ice engines, and they will remain that way for as long as I can keep them. Mm -hmm. But for my errand car, my get to work car, my all, it's gonna be EV. Mm -hmm. It just makes more sense, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, to not have. And I mean, the technology is not even in a place where I could be happy with it mm -hmm. because having a charge sit there and charge for an hour or right. whatever versus right. filling a tank of gas in four minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, it still sucks. Yes. But there's the the opportunity cost yeah. of getting an EV car. It, it's just worth it for 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 an errand car. For a, a daily driver, Aaron car, get you to work yeah. where we don't drive spiritedly really that much, right. if at all, because yeah. of traffic. Yeah. I agree. It's just, uh, you know, you get no excitement from driving a minivan. It's yeah. purely utilitarian. Exactly. So why does it matter what the engine is? You just get what's most efficient. Yeah, exactly. As an appliance. Yeah. Right? So, But, you know, it's. That, yeah, that's kind of how the truck is for me, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the truck... It's utility, completely the, utility. The truck only feels cool when I'm towing the race car. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, other yeah. than that, I'm just a brown guy in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, it's the, yes. same, it's, it's the same as everybody else on the road. Right. It's not loud. It's not... That's not what it's for. Yeah. You know, yep. it's, just, it, it's just a generic car, right? Mm, okay. Whereas it, the E92 or the E36 makes mm -hmm. you feel a type of way when yes. you're driving it. Yep. 
And yep. I don't think EV could ever do that for me. Right. Even though the Model S Plaid mm-hmm. just broke two seconds, zero I to 60. S- I heard about that. Right. Yes. I'm, we're not straight line people. I'm yes. not a straight line person. I'm not because I drive Japanese cars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. So that's not really going to do much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once they get the weights down, it's going to be fast. Then yes. you're talking about track weapons. Right. Even though, you know. Uh, some garages are already doing them with the Model Threes. It's mm-hmm. still there's still a lot of weight to throw around. Yes, so we'll, they'll need to catch up there. But that wraps up our headlines for today. Let's move into our next topic: fight, function, and form. This time we're doing driving shoes. Driving shoes. So all John. athletics have shoes. All athletics all, do have even, shoes. Even swimmers. Right. Some swimmers uh-huh. right? like triathletes will wear like those water shoes. Yes. You know, yes, right. Yes. Um, it only makes sense that we have driving shoes as well. We're athletes. Right. Sure. <laughs> well, it's definitely a taxing sport. One hundred percent driving I mean, uh, professional level. They're athletes. Yes. You know, we're, Without question. we're definitely Sunday league soccer. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walking you know, up and down the field. Yeah. Guys. For yeah, sure. yeah, like, yeah. Hands on the hips and <laughs> hyperventilating and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, it, 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 we we do we do enjoy our sports. We want right? to be, uh, yeah, uh, decked out as much as we can be. Right. So the question or is, enable ourselves. Right. Speaking of decking out, speaking of performance, function, and form. Yeah. Driving shoes. Mm-hmm. Do you think they are more function? Do you think they are more form? Where is the line kind of? defined in your opinion so yeah it was an interesting day uh, a few weeks ago when we were at um auto club and you had put on your like new tap dancing shoes yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 they they look um you walked in with a sparkle bag i was like oh is helmet what you know <laughs> yeah, really you thought that was a helmet I, no no obviously it wasn't right, right? Yeah, yeah, but i was yeah. like oh sparkle bag whatever you know then you like I turn around and you you're wearing these really clean jazz looking shoes. J- yeah, jazz. you're right. That's they, like that. Yeah, jazz. Yeah, you're right. Because jazz dancers or the stage dancers they wear really flat bottoms. No, that's not what you said. That's what did I call what it? What did I call, call it? them ballet shoes, motherfucker. Well, <laughs> 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 well same difference because uh, d- yes, dancers have yeah. to be really close to the ground, obviously, right? Right. Yeah. And then, Minimal yeah. padding. Yeah. And same with the drivers. Yeah, I didn't think about jazz shoes. Yeah, They're which definitely. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Again, it's of the same uh, function in that you're not looking for cushion. Yeah. You're looking to feel what it is you're stepping on. Right. Right. right and right. almost have a barefoot experience without the barefoot experience. Yeah. So I guess the intent is to have a good feel for the pedal. Yes. Right. For me, um, I actually wear my indoor soccer shoes. For the same exact reason, right? Versus my cloud foam uh, Adidas, the thick, uh, thick foamy shoe, right? Because of pedal feel, yes. So with that said, I would say it's more function than form. Although some shoes are flashier than others, right? So for you, what would you say, John? I would say it's sort. There's sort of a scale, right? Okay, and I think. surprisingly more than more than like a seat more than than uh i can't say really hell helmet but mm-hmm. more than m- a lot of other mods that you were put on the car mm-hmm. i would say driving shoes are function even on the street oh right? okay like uh not not just on the track 
for the same reason, right? You're you're trying to get more tactile feel. Yes. Be more connected with the car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, feel what the car is doing with your feet, which are you know they're extremely sensitive. Yes. Not as much as your hands, but yes. kind of in that same vein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say your shoes, driving shoes, are definitely function. Now there is a point where it becomes more form. Which I believe I crossed that line because of the Be- colorway that you chose. Because of the colorway, the style, uh-huh. the cost of the shoe. What were those? Two hundred bucks. Uh, MSRP. Do, do you want to guess what M- what they cost MSRP? I would guess bucks. two or two fifty. They cost five hundred dollars MSRP. Do they really? They cost five hundred dollars. Sparko just released them. Okay. Um, and. We're going to go a little bit of a story here. Sure. So um, I had I had spoken in previous episodes about uh, using milestones to buy my parts for my car. Yes. The milestone for making it to HPD3 was getting my exhaust. But conveniently, the exhaust that I wanted was out, out of, of stock. stock. And it always goes out of stock when this company has sales. Oh, okay. Which now I'm starting to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll just buy myself something else. Sure. And the shoes that I bought previously, and I'm not going to name this company, um, they lasted about four or five track days. If you listen to the previous episodes, you'll know which shoes I'm talking about. Um, Car driving shoes. Driving mean. shoes. They're designed for driving. And they only lasted five they track lasted, days? They lasted, it was like five track days before the sole started to peel. Really? Come off. The uh, the reinforcements on the sides uh-huh. uh, started to peel. The stitching on the top was kind of coming off. Wow, and, that's bad. And I was like, man, this sucks. You didn't trade. There was like, no warranty on the site. No mention of a warranty. That's, right? Yeah. Okay. So I emailed the company, um, and I was like, hey, you know, this this and this happened with the shoes, and kind of left that alone for a bit. Okay. But at this point, I decided was like, I need driving shoes. Okay. So I'm going to buy some new pairs. I already decided I don't want anything to do with these shoes. I was that hoping brand. to get my money back, the other yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at shoes, and I'm and I'm looking, and I'm like, you know what? I get some nice some nice shoes. I, I'm deserving of some nice. So I'm starting looking at, like, the uh, you know $200 mark. I'm like, cool. oh, there's some, there's some cool stuff here. And then I made it to some Alpine Star shoes. Wow. That had um, – they had these shoes that reminded me my old soccer cleats where they started using socks as the boot, as the, the ankle. boot, as yes. the boot and the ankle. Um, uh-huh. And even the whole shoe was kind of becoming that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, these are so comfortable. I remember using them as cleats. And I was like, those, these are so I, those, I saw those shoes and they were three, I think, three hundred and twenty bucks. Shit. OK. And I was like, I'm, I'm OK with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll spend this much on shoes. On a whim, I decided to go check the Sparco website, and I'm che- I'm checking the Sparco, and I see the ones that you saw. Okay, and those are completely a a sock, not just the ankle. Like it's almost the whole thing is designed, and they've got like patches of leather to reinforce it, mm-hmm. but the whole shoe is almost that sock. Yeah, and I was like, oh hell yeah! Okay, these are the shoes I want. Uh-huh. The Sparco X Lite Plus. Uh huh. And they have two colorways and I'm like bouncing around before I see them. And I see the price and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. That's more than Jordan's. 
Oh, hell you yeah. Know what By that, miles. You know what that gets you with Nike? What? That gets you auto-lacing shoes like Back to the Future. But they're Nikes. So, yes. So it's trash. Oh, come <laughs> on. Give me a break. <laughs> they make amazing shoes. It's Nike. So. Yeah. I like Nike. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm an yeah. Adidas guy. So yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. I like both companies. But uh, okay. Okay. Anyways. Um, so I am. So I'm like. I'm like weighing it. I'm going back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of a stupid expense. This is what I mean by form, mm-hmm. right? There's, I would say, in the two hundred, three hundred dollar range, you're still in function. Yeah. Above that, now you're flexing. Mm. I don't think. I mean, there's function to the shoe in that it's extremely light. Yeah. The sole is little, literally made of carbon fiber. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's got a carbon fiber sheet, and then it's got a rubber layer un- over it. You know who invented that? Who? Nike. No, Jordan Elevens. What? Jordan Elevens. They put they put a carbon fiber sole uh-huh. in there. Yeah, is it carbon- real? Or is yeah, it one that's of those real. N- real. Nike lines. No, Nike no, no. Lines? It's real. Really? Fiber. Yeah. I yeah. gotta look them up. Uh huh. I'm not gonna buy them because they're yeah. Nike. But yeah. I'll look them up. Fair enough. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll give you that. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you sure they invented it? I mean, the, it's in the Jordan 11, the OG Jordan 11. But were they the first? Uh, I don't know that. I think you can hear my, my distaste for that. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But I'll, I'll look into that. But, okay, cool. That yes. They invented it. Yeah. So uh, Sparkle decided to do the same thing. Okay. Um, and so I'm like, fuck, like, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to do this or whatever. So I start browsing. I'm, like, looking at different, uh, different sites, and I stumble by Drift HQ. They have them listed at $399. Okay. I'm like, these shoes are brand new. They just released. I'm like, how can this be possible? Every other site I'm looking at, $499, $499, $499. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to pay $320 for the Alpine Stars, I'll, I'll shut up, up, a little do bit. the 80 bucks, and I'm going to get the shoes that I want. Mm-hmm. I order them thinking, and I th- I'm thinking, this is going to get canceled. Yeah. Uh, next day, I'm going to get an email that it's canceled. The next day, they're at my doorstep. Oh, shit. They drop shit from Sparko. Sparko's out here. Oh, right. So it, they shit. shipped the same day and got to my house, and I'm like, holy shit. Uh-huh. I put them on. I'm walking around the house like I'm <laughs> Senna. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. hell yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I feel fast already. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, the following day, I go back to the site. And it says four ninety nine. Oh, you caught them on an error. I caught them on an error. Nice. So I, they asked me to review the shoes, so I'm definitely gonna do that. Oh, after really? I, I've worn them, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I think I got away with a bit you, of a deal there. You totally did. Yes. Uh, that's a big mistake. That's not uncommon, though. It's I'll not. S- yes. Really? Because my wife has been a deal hunter on Instagram and stuff, uh, and there are uh, like. IG posters that hunt for deals where it's a comp- system error. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot more in Christmas because they're just pumping out product, right? And uploading price sheets. They'll like fat finger something. It's either a fat finger or just inaccurate data when they entered it, received it. They because they receive the pricing from the 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 manufacturer, right? Most of the time, right? Yeah, the yeah. MSRP, yeah, right. And so if it gets if the data got messed up in a text file or Excel on the way in, they just feed it in. They, nobody notices for like a few hours and then they'll switch it. Sometimes they'll uh, cancel like a target might cancel your see, order. That's what I was expecting. So yeah. shout out to Drift HQ mm-hmm. uh, for honoring the purchase. For sure. That's cool. I was fully expecting and I was like, I would have been fine with them saying, 
Sorry, nah, like mistake. This, is, this is wrong. Yes, yes. And then I would have bought the Alpine Stars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, I got to buy the shoes that I wanted. And Cheap. now I'm wearing cheaper. Cheaper. <laughs> and now yes. I'm wearing like pro level shoes. Damn. In a shit box. Yeah. And you, and you it's not s- a shit box. I mean, it's a it's an old BMW. It's an old BMW. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love it, but yes. whatever. Yeah. But so. I think that, you know, obviously I could have gotten away with buying another $150, $200 pair of shoes. Yes. And they, I, I wouldn't get the tactile feedback that I'm getting with the Sparkos. Okay. Because I'm wearing a sock. Yes. It's a sock with a sole on it. Okay. That's what the shoe is. But at the same time, you're like, fuck, like, it's less material. <laughs> yes. But the technology is different. So the advantage of a driving shoe versus, let's say, a non-driving shoe is also fire resistance. Correct, which I didn't think about when you offered me a pair of shoes, right? Yes, yes. yes. So uh, this is where the last part of the story comes in, mm-hmm. in that uh, the company that I was complaining about just now, about the shoes that fell apart, Yeah, they were like, oh, no, we absolutely warranty our shoes. Oh, we, you, okay. Well, just tell us what size it is. We'll check what, stock, what the stock is. Send us some pictures of the old ones, which mm-hmm. is totally fair. And uh, – and, <laughs> Literally in two days, I had the new shoes. Oh, bummer. Too but, bad you gave yeah, your th- size, not mine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have taken them. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I should have thought about that. That's all right. Because I think right. what the issue is, I'm too heavy for those shoes. Oh, really? You think yeah, so? I think so. I think that, like, because obviously they're, they're $120 driving shoes. Okay. So they're not made with super high quality, right? They're not made. They're Walmart quality with nice f- fabric. Yeah, I probably, wouldn't say Walmart right? quality. They should be higher than that, right? right? But they're made. They're basic. I guess you're right. They're, All they're, shoes are pretty they're, much Walmart they're quality. They're Walmart uh, assembly quality. Correct. With fire resistant materials. Correct. So the cost yeah. is the material. So the cost yes. is the material, and not so much the manufacturer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so because of that. Yeah, I mean, so and the Sparkos are completely different, <coughs> but because of how expensive the Sparkos are, mm-hmm. that's why you saw me in slippers at the track. Oh, because you wouldn't want to wear it. I other don't want to wear them. I don't uh, want to wear them down. I don't want to wear the rubber down walking in them. Right. Right. right, right I want right. I'll just wear them to drive like a like a hooper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Shoes yeah. Off. <laughs> At that's the, exactly what it at felt the like. indoor gym yeah, they take their yeah. shoes off and walk out in sandals yes, yeah yeah yes. exactly <laughs> the same dude exactly the same right on so because of that i think their driving shoes are fully function i think i think even if you're like a canyon cruiser mm-hmm. or you just enjoy driving get yourself some shoes that promote more feedback now if you're if you're a canyon runner or you just like cruising on Sundays and feeling, you know, a different feel with your car, they don't necessarily have to be fire resistant. Yeah. So the shoes that I like to use are boxing shoes <laughs> or wrestling shoes. Oh, really? You can buy those for like 40 bucks from Adidas or Nike. Oh, okay. And they're essentially the same type of shoe. Right. They're That's just true. not fire resistant. Correct. Yeah. Oh, so, that's a good point. Yeah. Those shoes work really well. I never thought of that. Yeah, and most driving shoes, like like ba- like the entry level Sparco shoes, feel like boxing shoes. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so if you don't want to focus over, because most driving driving shoes are not going to be less than one hundred twenty bucks. That's right, which right, is right, pricey. Right. So if you're talking function only, no protection, no fire protection. Yeah, you can get away with boxing or wrestling I think shoes. You, you can get away with chucks. 
Wow, that's a good point. I think Chucks are a great driving shoe. Interesting. You might want to wear some fire-resistant socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Those Chucks are going to just poof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like wearing Tinder on your feet. Oh, for sure. Dude, yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. But, you know, definitely I think shoes are are definitely lean almost entirely function unless you do what I did in which, you know, I mean, I kind of went, all, went out. all out, which is okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was if I can do it, you know, but now I'm like I'm having this sort of uh, I don't know what you would call it, but you know how you buy a really nice car and you don't want to like race it. Yeah. Wanna, or Jordans where you don't want to wear Jordan, them. You, know, you don't want to wear them because yes. they're so special. Yes. And yes. I kind of felt a little frustrated by that. At yeah. Auto Club. That's why I hate. I, that's why I sold yeah. all my Jordans. Like taking off my shoes after every session. Right. Putting them on. After, yeah. Putting them know, in the bag. Yeah, putting them in the bag. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, what? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being a Mitch right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. Straight up. Yes, but, you know, yes. whatever. It, it's the price of being. Not being affluent, and mm-hmm. I, which I hate to say because if I'm buying a $400 pair of shoes, right. I'm not necessarily struggling. Yes. But, you know, we definitely try to do things a budget way. We're not made of money. Well, correct. Occasionally, though, we'll splurge. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm going function cap on driving shoes. Function until you hit a point. But you, you still you got function out of it. Oh, for I sure. Because they're handmade. Yeah, they're handmade. They're handmade. They're handmade. It's fire resistant. Like It's a fire resistant sock mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've got carbon fiber on my shoes that too you know yes. uh, it yeah. has laces but i don't even need laces mm-hmm. you know because of the, the sock yeah effect. and they feel the feeling while driving is is amazing like really it, it's it's increased dramatically even from my driving shoes mm. or you could just be like me and driving slippers uh, or, <laughs> i don't know how you do that man I, it's, it's sort of the same thing right because uh, it's yeah. just a a more safe slipper the uh yes the, what you have boots. yes yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, because yeah. I mean, I don't I don't because I will I wore slippers when I was a passenger mm-hmm. with uh, with Jaime. Yes, because I, I just didn't want to put my sparkles back uh-huh, on, you know, uh-huh. and then we were we were in a hurry. And I was like, even as a passenger, I'm like, fuck, man, I should I should have worn real shoes for this. Mm. I'm like, cause I'm trying to brace myself and my feet are sliding into the sandal. I don't have thongs on. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm sliding into the sandals and you just regularly drive with slippers on. Uh, 90% of my life in California is driving in flip-flops. Yeah, that's sli- crazy, sandals, man. Yeah. Are you going to do a track day with slippers on? If I was allowed to, I would. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. I work on the car in them. I mean. like how I feel like you, your heel toe, it wouldn't carry the, the actual slipper. Your foot would just slide out. Probably. And you'd have to tap. That's why the... I'm better at it with shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what yes. shoes do you wear when you're at the track? The um, indoor soccer shoes. Oh, indoor soccer so- shoes. Uh, Adidas. The Samba. Sambas? Sti- uh, yeah, Samba style. Samba style. Yeah. Oh, so they're they're Adidas. They're Adidas. <laughs> no, no, no. They're Adidas. <laughs> they're Adidas. They're just a diff- Copas. Yeah, those are. Copas. Oh, yeah, those are super comfortable. Yes. too. Yeah, indoor soccer shoes are meant to be. Mm-hmm, really same thing. Yeah. Thin sole. And another reason why they look like ballerina shoes is that I like wearing my driving shoes like I used to wa- wear my soccer cleats in pink. In, in pink and like undersized. Oh, okay. They're not okay. undersized. They're actually regular size. Uh huh. But they're they're a very very tight fit. Oh, okay. Fit. Like they're eventually mold out to my foot. Okay, but. right on. 
But yeah, function wins. Let's move on to our next topic, which is the marriage of track and party. And this is a topic you brought up. Randy. So I bought it up, brought it up. Sorry, bought it up because yeah. there's a few groups out there right now mm-hmm. who do full track weekends. Right. And they throw or include like a concert event on one night or both nights or during the whole. I mean, event. it's a festival. Yeah. A festival. Yeah. yeah. So. I guess my question to, you know, you and I, because we're only talking to each other yeah. um, and maybe even to the listeners is, do the two really go together as like a weekend event? And the reason I asked that is because like for, dude, I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before our last track day. But when we got here to record, I was spent. Right. So as a driver of an event granted again i didn't get a lot of sleep but nonetheless i would not even be up for trying to stay awake all night long to listen to bands playing and i wouldn't want to be hearing them while i'm trying to go to sleep on top of it well i mean i think one you are the citizen old guy yes i am (laughs) (laughs) yes that is also true um so let me ask you this so so you're not down for the festival track day that's what we're hearing that's what i'm saying for myself, right. obviously. Um, so I'm questioning what, like, were you who, were you a festival guy in your younger years? Mm, probably not. Okay. Like, I don't. We didn't. There weren't a lot outside of like you know the Coachella. What's the one in Chicago called? Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Never had any interest, and I lived there. Yeah, and I had zero interest. In Which going. I had. I had a whole trip planned <laughs> around that, and that failed because of idiots. But okay, like, that's how into it I was. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a, a weekend festival goer type of person. But with Lollapalooza, you don't sleep on the grounds of the concert venue. Right. You actually go to the hotel and you crash and then you come back. I mean, that's any festival. It's I, not like ongoing 24-7, the, um, like the Coachellas and the Burning no, Mans? No, no. Oh, Burning Man, I think. I don't know that there's performances. <laughs> there's not performances 24-7. Oh, it does stop. Yeah, it does stop. The activity yeah. does the end. Activity, I mean, it might stop like at 4 in the morning. But, oh, you know, okay. It, and then it picks up again. Yeah, like they'll be like, you know, ba- basic DJs coming yeah, on yeah. at like noon or whatever. Right. Oh, okay. And then, uh, what, and then people, what, they just hang out? Yeah, they just those hang time? out. They're camping or, they're, or, oh, they've okay. left, or they've left the venue. Or do drugs and drink. Well, not, I mean, there's, it's not or do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, right, it's right, right, and. right. Right, so, right, but, right. But, I mean, I'm of the opinion <clears throat> that the two, track and festivals, marry beautifully. Really? Yeah, and, and I, I was just as exhausted as you were. Yes. But I think as a driver mm-hmm. at the at an event like this, yes. you're a performer. You're not an attendee. Okay. Right? You're there as part of the spectacle. Right? That's true. Right. That's a lot, true. A lot of people, most of the people I would say going to these events are not going to be there to drive. They're going to be to enjoy the festival uh-huh. and the festivities. Yeah. Part of which is driving. Mm-hmm. Now, would I be there standing and like hopping up and down and dancing till two in the morning with mm-hmm. the music? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it's infectious. Partying is infectious as as fuck dude okay so if you see like your homies or you see everybody else thumping to music you might not be in the middle of the crowd or like moshing or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you're doing but you'll probably be back kicking back listening to the music all night Mm okay 
Hmm. And if they allow you to drive at night, that's even better. Which do they know, right? I think there's night driving. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there's night driving with grid life. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know like if you if you're driving all day, but I think there's I'm pretty sure there's night driving. But are people actually watching you drive? If let's say Some you're a people time, are. time attack. I mean, you're not like you're not a headliner. Right. Right. But right. that's the thing. And I think that's why it marries so well. Right. Like drifting has a community of people that want to go watch it. That's more spectator it's, than it's a spectator. For thing, sure. Right? But when if your time attack. It doesn't really draw a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, in general, okay. but okay. you you put the festival aspect in there. Now Th- you're putting draw. you're putting time attack in front of their eyes, and yeah, not it might not be super exciting to watch, mm-hmm. but it's like oh shit, like this is this is cool, this is fun, oh, and it okay. also gives the drivers a chance to kind of be you know th- be a performer in an event like that. So then, who's pulling who? Are the um, is it more of a music? festival with driving or is a driving festival driving event with music i think it's a music festival with driving okay so that's how and that's how the general public obviously sees it. i would say so because i think Mm. most people are going to be partying and not and and not driving okay okay um i think it's a i think it's a great idea okay i i think it's awesome like i i have a genuine desire to even go this year to the event in colorado Oh really? Yeah, it would it would be awesome, but it's it's just not. I would need an enclosed trailer, like I said. There's there's a different preparation to go because I wouldn't want to go out there and not drive. That would drive me crazy. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that would drive me crazy if mm-hmm. I was out there and I'm seeing all these people having fun on the track, and I'm just here like a goober, you know, right? Just on, a spectator. On, yeah, on e listening to music. Right, right, right. But you know, <laughs> on e. <laughs> That e break, you know, e. yeah. Like yeah. I want, I want to be driving at this mm-hmm. event. I want to get that feeling of things, yep. you know. And, um, uh, so in that sense, you know, I would want a f- to see a festival out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think On Grid so- does something similar out here, but it's still NorCal. Yes. So it's that's where I'm like, ah, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going. I need to go before I get into Randy mode. Uh huh. Grandpa <laughs> you know, mode. Like grandpa mode. But I, I think, I think it's a great idea. I wish more people would do it, but I understand the risks of that. Yeah, it's a lot. But at the same time, you know, like how much are you paying for a venue to run a festival? Oh, who knows? I right? mean, Grid Life's actually affordable. That's the interesting well, part. See, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I believe. I don't know the actual prices of like, say, you know, a venue in L.A. or, you know, getting, you know, the uh, the L.A. track, which uh-huh. they didn't have people racing on it when they had EDC out there or they have EDC. out Wait, there. Wait, what L.A. track? Sorry. Uh, the uh, uh, Las Vegas track. Sorry. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. Las Vegas uh-huh. track. Las Vegas uh, Speedway. Las Vegas Speedway. And then uh, and then Coachella. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's extremely expensive, too. I think that renting these tracks out. It's probably cheaper mm. to use as a venue as long as the tracks allow you to use it as a right. venue. Right, which yeah, which I mean, I know I know Willow Springs wouldn't care. They okay. they're down with everything. Auto Club is obviously going to be a diva about mm-hmm. their, their thing because mm-hmm. uh, they're NASCAR all the way. Mm-hmm. But I think it it just makes sense, right, to to have an event like that, and then you're bringing. I think, well, obviously I'm biased because you're bringing a lot more attention to track driving and road racing. Yes. Um, you know, to, to the masses, to mm-hmm. just the regular Joe Schmo who's there to party. 
of course there's going to be a community people that are there just to you know have fun have fun get lit up and and be there all night but uh i think it it marries well auto club does do a few events like that though uh, they use their parking lot for like concert things oh yeah yeah but you're not it's not both correct it's never both yeah it's, it's never, never both. been both yeah. i've not seen it yeah them do i think that. that's the thing like mm-hmm, to have mm-hmm. both is i mean that that's pretty that's pretty cool yeah I, I see your point yeah but i think in most cases it is promoted as a car event that is a festival versus a music. festival that has driving in it right right and right. i don't know which angle would be better marketing wise actually i do know it's it's the music the music festival, festival. Yeah. yes right if you could get like kanye to perform Cool. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, Gridlife got a uh, Lupe fiasco. Right. Right. Which, you know, that's a it's getting, it's starting to get up there. C-lister. <laughs> Lupe fiasco. I would say I, I, he's not I w- mainstream. I would, would you call say, him I would mainstream? say he's a list X a list X a list is a I good is a. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you I don't think he's a maybe C-lister. B maybe B. I give him a B. Do you, well, I guess what it depends on what your philosophy is. A is like, like mainstream pop. If Taylor car- Swift. If your career ends. Uh huh. And you're in the A list. I feel like you stay there. Oh, that's what you mean. You know, Lupe okay. Fiasco was like, "I did my shit. I'm out." And he puts music out now, but it's just kind of like low key. Yeah, low key. He's not trying to grind it out, right? Yeah. So I see Lupe Fiasco kind of as like Rage Against the Machine, or like in that vein, right, where they're no longer the stars that they were, but they're okay. still A list draws. Mm, right that's how you like, classify lupe yeah yeah well lupe never like headline toured stadiums on his own he i don't know he was Is always in like group tours right like I a mean, bunch he of hip-hop like artists mega star he was never kanye or jay-z where he had his own concert and people right. opening for him uh, in yeah. stadiums he had theaters probably he had House of Blues is. I guess it depends on how you define A-list. Right, exactly. So like a Jay-Z, Beyonce, I would classify as A-list because they, they fill a stadium. Right. Whereas the, what we're you're saying is the quality of the music may be up there. I feel like Lupe could, man. The kick push days. A full stadium that across was, the country. I'll have to look into it because yeah. I mean, Lupe was huge for a while. He, he was big, but he his music... Eh, it wasn't played on the pop stations. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, pop, like Kick Push. Just just Kick Push, though. I forget what other music. See? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, was, I wasn't. See, like, the thing is, I recognize how big Lupe was. I was never a Lupe Fiasco fan. Mm. But, mm. I, like, it was everywhere around me kind of how Kanye was, kind of how Jay-Z was, kind of how right. Eminem was. Right. Um, It was just everywhere mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So because of that, I feel like that's where he was, I, yeah. and then he disappeared. But then I guess you could say Chingy was everywhere for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a, a good know? analogy. Like, do you think uh, Ludacris was an A-lister? Uh, you know what? As much as I didn't like, I was not a fan of his. You're not a fan of Luda? Not really, to be honest. Really? But he can rhyme. I like his music, or I should say. He's he's uh he can flow he can rhyme. Are you are you a chill hot Filipino, Randy? What's chill hot Filipino? Chill hop. What's that? I don't even like, know what that uh, is. Like uh like oh like jazzy hip hop. Jazzy hip hop. Uh, definitely yes. Like, like roots yeah. type shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you yeah. stay you stay there. I don't stay there, but Bef- I'm mostly there. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
like Wu Tang, Eminem. Uh, Wu Tang is okay. Common, M- common M- is chill hop, right? Common is chill hop, yes, for sure. Yeah, Wu Tang oh. is lo-fi, but it's still in your face. Yes, yeah. Eminem is definitely in your face. Yes. So um, I would say those are most. Those are probably outliers. Do you get any more? Is there any like booty music that you listen to? Detroit booty music, which is a little bit different, which like I, I played for you. Um, one of the one of the songs is just called "Ass and Titties." And all they say titties. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a Dave Chappelle song. Uh, they, they, they used it in the, they probably used it, um, from the Detroit mix. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, but not much beyond that. Like, is there any, um, like, do you listen to Dipset at all? Yes. I do listen to Cameron. Yes. I did listen to Cameron. So, um, uncle Luke. Yeah. So it's, I've been around, but not Luda. But not not too much Luda, not too much Southern rap, just Goody Mob and um, Outkast. Oh, yeah. That was the extent of my Southern rap, like, where I'd buy the album. Outkast are there. Yeah, they're... Goody Mob was good, too, but Outkast is just on another level. Absolutely. Yeah, that that got that. Those uh, was... What's the first album? Super Kajifrelogist? Uh, what I don't even know how to say. I uh, don't remember. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but yeah, those there's two albums by Outkast that mm-hmm. I put at like up at the top, but still one of my one of my like all time favorite songs that I can always fall back to no matter where I am is Blueberry Yum Yum by Luda Oh, Chris. oh, oh no, that's that's definitely that his. Oh. That's probably his best song for me. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's up there for me. Yes, too. Yeah. yes, yes. That that just the start of that song. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah, here yeah. it comes. Yes, that's a good song. Uh, okay, definitely okay. So yeah, song. you're all you're all over the place. With I am the, definitely. The, yeah, I'm just hip-hop. not into mumble rap. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm not. the old guy with hip hop. Yeah, it's more about like I can't like now. It's more about how music sounds mm-hmm. for me. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I can't really do the mumble rap stuff. Yeah. Do you listen to any? Have you ever listened to any cholo rap? No, because that's just not. Of accessible pre-streaming yeah that shit's was, not accessible it's definitely a lot it's definitely more niche and a lot bigger out here okay mm, uh, like you you've heard of lil rob little rob l-i-l l-i-l the black dude no he's a he's a mexican guy no i have not uh summer nights nope uh awkward no is yeah. that a singer so these, or these are is the, that the song these are rappers these rappers. are like the some of the biggest names out here for SoCal, yeah. So I was gonna Hispanic see if maybe rappers. they rang a bell. I, I'm surprised Lil Rob didn't, cause Summer Nights is. Well, there's another Lil Rob that was on Diddy's uh, label. I don't was know. It bad Boy. I wasn't a Bad Boys fan. Oh, that's, that's, that, yeah. That's except a, for Biggie. Except for Biggie, I listen to Biggie anytime, all day. Okay. But I was not a bad. I like. I I never understood why Mace was a thing. I uh, I get that. I I didn't buy his album. I don't love his music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same I with agree. Diddy. Like Diddy, he's got decent beats for some of his songs. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Some of his songs. Yeah. For sure. But I yes. wasn't. I wasn't bad boy though. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. They were different. They were soft-ish, right? Yeah, Outside they, of Biggie, they're a little soft. Yeah. They were soft. Yeah. Especially seemed, being West. It's West Coast, East Coast. That I'm, too. I'm not gonna deny like that. I wasn't influenced by that. <laughs> okay. You know. But I wasn't. Right. I definitely wasn't the kid saying like oh yeah it's all about tupac fuck biggie oh but there was okay. a lot of people saying that out here oh for real oh, yeah dude there was really? a lot of people saying that out here oh know? man i think that's uh yeah there was it was huge the division was huge back in the day it definitely was but we were in the middle yes we we're in the midwest mm-hmm. so 
I leaned east, but appreciated Pac. Right. Um, all day long. Um, so it was tough. That was a tough time. The uh, Snoop, obviously, you know, I like Dog Pound a lot too. Yeah, I mean, I definitely vibed more with Death Row, right? Okay. Versus Bad Boy. Well, they definitely have the Cali right. f- swag exactly. thing going, yeah, kind right? Of in your face, really angry, like yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's I the def- sunshine. And but the- yeah, I was all about yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But I was, I was, I still enjoyed both sides of the music. And then Outcast came out, right? And they're in the middle. Right. And they're like, fuck both of you guys. Yes. And I was I, I was blown. I'm st- I still blown away by Andre 3000. And some of his, mm-hmm. his music. Mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Although Big Boy. Have you listened to some of Big Boy's most recent stuff? No, not as a solo artist or whatever. No, uh, there's a song he does with Killer Mike. I have not been on new music in a long time. Oh, you should listen to that world. song. They they sample some like Asian sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm now Damn. realizing how this comes off. <laughs> you mean like old guys getting punched? No, it's it's like a really high pitched like anime girl. Oh, like, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And the song, the way the song starts, it sounds so weird. Okay, but then the rest of the song is a banger. Okay, I, I'm forgetting the name of the song, but anyway, that's huge tangent. Absolutely. Let's get into our last subject mm-hmm. of the episode: the one way car guru, and this is a 91 octane PSA. Yes. I've been encountering this a lot more lately, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like at shows, uh, not so much at the track yet. In some instances, I get that vibes and some, you know, but the one way car guru. And who is that, John? The one way car guru is the guy that you meet at a car show or whatever and is talking you up about their car, talking you up about what they know. And mm-hmm. you're listening intently because you're a car guy and you're interested. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes for a turn for you to talk, yeah, they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then turn around or uh-huh, uh-huh, and then start talking about their own shit again. Mm, yes. And those guys, those girls, uh-huh. oh, my God, it's such a pet peeve of mine. Yes, yeah. Like, you guys need to learn to be more considerate. Mm-hmm. Do you have those experiences? Um, Not all – not. Not too much with car people as yeah. I do in other aspects of life. Okay. Right? Like you were talking about the heyday guy. The heyday guy. In the guy. crew. Yeah. So we, the previous owner of the Prelude is one of those. Yeah. Talks about the cars. He, he had an NA Supra, the Mark IV, but the NA version. Yeah. He had the previous Gen Prelude as well as this Gen Prelude. And he still talks about it. And that was like 15 years ago that he, I mean, shit, the Prelude. <laughs> He hasn't had for seven or whatever. Yeah, however long hated, I've had it. Oh God, the hated guy is. I mean, to put it simply, like the high school quarterback that never let that go. Correct. Right? Still talks You're about 40 it. Forty years old, still yeah. talking about the four touchdowns. That yeah, he had. yeah, the Al Bundy's. Yeah, the Al Bundy's. For those that know yeah. that reference, yeah. And this is just a sort of tangent at that. Uh-huh. The one way car guru that they'll they'll talk you up. They'll jump in like. You and I can be having a conversation yes. and I'll jump in and start giving their opinions and, and right. their advice. And honestly, I am extremely receptive to that. I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna be one of those people stop mansplaining or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I wanna know what people know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, at yeah. the same time, you know, we know some stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. don't don't make people feel like you are the one that knows everything. And then when it's time for them to talk, you just disregard them. You, we ran into that at uh, Adams Motorsports, didn't we? Was it an MR2 guy? There was an MR2 guy there. Remember, uh, he was driving the Audi. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, we ran into one oh, of those. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. He yes. was a total one-way car guru. Yes. And he wasn't even a guru. He's just a yeah. one-way car guy. Let's yeah, call it yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. One-way car guy. You're right. He w- Oh, my God. And that guy could talk. Yes. So and you were, like, engaging him. I was already getting turned off because I, f- I sensed the one-way car guru. I have a higher tolerance for – I give people a <laughs> chance – okay. cha- I'm a lot okay. more of a chance Okay. because I've been wrong before. Okay. Right? Right on. Some people – because with some people, they get really excited about their things. Okay. So they start sharing and sharing and sharing. And then it's not so much that they're being one-way one, one, car, one way car guys. Mm-hmm. It's just they're just really excited. Oh, okay. And this guy, he he talks so fast and yes. so consistently and so incessantly mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I just thought he was excited. And, yeah, I could see that you were, like, slowly inching yes. away. <laughs> yes, <my> trying. <laughs> Every trying. time I looked over, you were, like, another step farther away. Right. Like, Although the fuck is Randy? I could speak on the MR2 language, that right. level, because yeah. I know a little bit. Which is why it surprised me more. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. This is how I was going to start the story, because the conversation made more sense to you. Yes. Being that, you know. You, I know the you, engine you codes. The engine the, codes. Yeah, yeah. You were doing MR2 stuff. research. Yes, tons. And and this guy's just talking. First of all, he's an Audi. He, I, I have no interest in talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's in an right, Audi, right, you know. Right. I'm just like, but I'm, you know, talking him up. He's excited or whatever, and and he's talking about his things, and and you know, I'm excited about my shit too. Yes. So then I go into talking about the the E36, and and it's just uh huh, and that's when he just checks out, right. and it's not like they'll walk away. Yeah. But you can see it in a person's eyes when they right. just shut off. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, bro, I just stood here right. and put up with 20 minutes of your bullshit. Yes, yes. And you can't give me a minute to explain right. that I put this shit together over here. Right, right. You know, which I guess sounds kind of, you know, I mean, it's petty. But, you know, I'm not extremely bothered by it. But mm-hmm. I'm just seeing, like, if you're – this is part, I would say, should be part of the car guy etiquette. Yes. You know, like if if you want to show off and talk about your car and talk people's ears off, fine, mm-hmm. you know, go for mm-hmm. it. But make sure that you're also, you know, understanding that they appreciate their stuff right. as much as you appreciate yours. Do you think these one-way car gurus are also like the excited puppy dog all the time in the um, car? No, mood? I think those are two different people. Oh, really? Like I said, that's where I've made I've made the mistake before. Got it. Got you know, it. with the people that are very excited mm-hmm. about, you know, or Just they being got something car new. Guys, yeah, yeah. They're, or they're excited about the Yeah, exactly. They're excited uh-huh. about their environment. So they're talking. In, and in general, they're very talkative people. That's so also true. Chip, 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 chirp, chirp, chirp. And uh, and it's just it's just them not they're so excited they're unintentionally not letting you get a word in. Got it. But once they do, they they're show, receptive. Yeah, they're receptive. They show genuine ah, interest. Okay. You know, you can you can show them about stuff. And then there's the people that I've met, and these people I haven't met lately, but back in the day, there were the one wide car guys that were unapologetically one way car guys. How so? In that you would show up to let the races back in the this is more the races back in the day. Okay. And they were talk about their car and actually I have an example for you or what I would think was one uh, unapologetic one way car guy. You, they would talk about their stuff or whatever and then you start talking about yours and they would make you feel like you don't know shit. Okay. Okay. Do you remember working with one? Working with one. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. An <laughs> S2K owner. An S2K yes, owner, yeah. Yes, yes. Like that. Ah, yeah, where okay. they're so far. They're, it's not even – they're not even res- – they don't respect you enough to kind of just shut off and be subtle about it. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll – anytime that you come in with something, they become the one-up guy. Yes. Right? Yes, they'll yes, try to yes. one-up you with more knowledge or right. they'll try to one-up you by – saying that you're wrong somehow mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which you know correcting someone's mistakes that's fine yeah but you know when there's the intention of you know, i want to be the expert here right it's like dude that's not what this is about right bro. exactly this isn't a competition we yeah. don't even have the same car yes like, right, you know what's right, your right, deal right yeah so i think the one-way car guy i think we should probably have this is probably this is <laughs> it's a douche move too to have like tickets we hand out <laughs> <laughs> That would be For funny. Violations, yeah, yeah. Right? Like when Dave Chappelle uh, had the "You have great New York boobs" <laughs> uh, ribbon. You have great New York boobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. We yeah, should. Yes. We'll hand them out for like. I mean, that they're sort of the the Dundies for like. Uh, what is it? Uh, God, I'm forgetting the I'm forgetting the name of everything today. Dundee, like the Paul office. Hogan? Oh, oh, yeah. Dun- Dunder Mifflin. Dunder Mifflin. They they gave awards the Dundees. Oh no, I, I never watched. They were always like the, the shittiest things. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. So we could do that, like, uh-huh. but with tickets, we'll have like, uh, like the one-way car guy. We'll have the heyday guy. The heyday guy. Yeah, the heyday guy. That's all over the board, though. Like the heyday guy is just everywhere. You go to a classic oh, car meet. Oh yeah. That's the heyday guy central. See the thing about these. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you're right, dude. That's right. heyday guy one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, we're gonna be heyday. Well, guys. you are too, because you yeah. have the. M- well, same the same with so many. I'm such. I'm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess. Do you redeem yourself as the heyday guy? Because I, 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 I did always talk about my E36s before I got back into one. Y- yeah. What so do you I mean? Was, do you I redeem yourself? How do you so redeem yourself? The heyday guy is the guy that talks about his past and uh-huh. all the things, all the the things he finds special about the past. Right. But doesn't really do anything about reliving them. Right. Oh, so the okay. fact that I bought an E36 M3 again and I'm now driving again, mm-hmm, does that mm-hmm. now eliminate me from the, the from heyday, the heyday title or am I still there or am I there just on steroids because I jumped into the car again? Mm, that's a good that's a really tough question. Yeah. That's a really tough question. Because you're sort of walking the walk, right? And with the right. heyday guy, they're just talking the talk. Correct. Yeah. As and if, they're not back in their car. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah just, exactly. Yeah, as yeah, if yeah. They, could, they talk as if they could still do the stuff they were doing. Right, but they don't have the car anymore at Ex- all. Exactly. Like the one time I had a Supra, uh, yeah, exactly. XYZ. Yeah, yeah, yes. but you don't have it anymore, fool. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> so why are you talking about yeah, it? Seriously. That's 1,000% what it is. Yeah. So that's more clear definition. It's okay. somebody who doesn't have it anymore. But still brings it back up as if they do. So I have I have redeemed myself. I am uh, no longer. Yeah, I'm no. I, I would. I'm not heyday. I wasn't heyday guy. You weren't heyday guy because you wouldn't bring it up out of nowhere. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't really. Talk I mean, about on our it. on this podcast, I'm really the would, only things but... I ever really talked about was rolling it, right, and liking the chassis. Yeah, you weren't. I didn't bring up stories of. We weren't talking about it every week yeah. until you got one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah. So it was always so about the Rio. The we're present. current day guys. Yeah, we're current day guys, <laughs> not heyday guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's hard. I mean, 
since we've shit, I mean, how many 168 episodes mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. sometimes it's it does we have to be the heyday guys Ooh, definitely you know true I mean? that's definitely to true talk about on this podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i think with that that is our episode and how do you find us john you can find us at 91 91octane.com all letters no numbers also like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. Any last words, Randy? Shout out to the heyday guys. Tell us about all the cars you used to have. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the one-way car guys. Stay away from me. Yes. Uh, And then one other thing. uh, I just really want to thank all the listeners. I don't think we do that a lot. That's true. But I do want to thank all the listeners. um, All the listeners in Poland. All the listeners in India, Australia, Australia, South America, sometimes. South America. Yeah. And Brazil, Europe. Yeah. Uh, I know we're missing some, but I'm going to look into that. Like, you know, thank you guys for listening, for taking the time to hear us ramble on. I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Feel free to hit us up if you have any questions. You know, I'd love to get to know everyone who's listening if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, any last words, Randy? Uh, I already gave my hand. Oh, that's right. Out, yeah, but nonetheless, yeah. Thank you to everybody as well. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Thank you.